0: 6.30 Chad presents The Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every
1: week we take you inside the game from the voice of the Edmonton Elks 6.30 Chad. Here's Morley Scott.
2: Good evening, everybody, and welcome. The CFL football season is just days away, so we've settled into our usual spot for the Elks this week. Well, almost our usual spot. Monday nights at 7.30 will be the spot to talk all things Elks and all things CFL. We had hockey last night, so we moved to Tuesday night. That's tonight. May happen again in a couple of weeks, but I doubt it. That would be game seven. Vegas looks like they're on their way to winning a short series. But we are here tonight. We're going to talk CFL football, and we're going to talk Elks football. Dave Campbell's coming up later on, but first, we're going to talk uh, about the Elks with the guy at the top of the chain, General Manager, Head Coach, and Defensive Coordinator Chris Jones, joined us now. Hey, Chris, how are you? Thanks for your time tonight. Hey, guys,
1: how are y'all? Uh, we're, uh, we're good, thank you. Are you happy? Training camp's over? Well, you know what, Uh, training camp is one of my favorite times. I mean, it's 24-7 football, and it gives us an opportunity to, you know, we're just sitting there and practicing and looking at all the the different players. So it's a nice time for me. But you know what, this is why you do it all is, is to go out and compete. You turn the page this week, obviously, with the
2: game prep now mixed into, into your practice times and everything else. But before we get to that, I don't want to spend too much time looking back at camp, but tell me how it was for you. I know you, you went about scouting a little differently uh, this offseason and bringing guys in. Did that all work out the way you hoped it would? And, and in general, how was camp for you?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we went out and, and actually went to the schools. Uh, I spent the biggest majority of December and January and February just going around all the different schools in person instead of just doing it by phone. And, uh, and it worked out really well. I mean, we made some good connections with uh, coaches and pro liaisons across the country. And, and, uh, and then I think the fruits of our labor are going to be seen in our roster.
2: Uh, and training camp, uh, did you get the the competition you wanted? Because I know if it's easy to make cuts, you're probably not going to be a f- good football team, right? How how difficult were yeah. the cuts, and, and how did camp
1: go? You know, they weren't all difficult. I mean, again, we, you know, it's personnel, so it's not you know a perfect science. But certainly, some of the guys at the end when we had to make our our cuts, I mean, it was it was a tough decision on who to send, uh, who to send home, and who not to.
2: All right, uh, you uh, are going to get set to start on uh, Sunday against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, uh, first game of the regular season. How are you preparing for that game? Um, you got a new quarterback in Saskatchewan, in Trevor Harris. Uh, you have a new o- offensive coordinator in Saskatchewan. What kind of tape are you looking at to get set and, and to study the, the Riders and find out what to expect?
1: Well, I mean uh, you've got a you know, first time coordinator in the league and, and you've got a, but you do have a veteran quarterback that knows what he does well and so you can look back at even some of the things that, that uh, Trevor's done at the multiple stops where he's been, what he's successful with, they're going to go back and they're going to look at what he's been good, you know what throws can he make, what throws is he very good at? And uh, if you've watched the, uh, the first drive of the game the other night versus Winnipeg, he's, a, he's, a, he's an excellent passer.
2: Elks general manager and uh, head coach Chris joins uh, with us tonight on the Elks this week. Uh, We talked about moving from training camp into game prep and into the regular season. How does things change for you and your coaching staff now?
1: Well, I mean again it's a it's it's a real game. It's not just a preseason game where you're evaluating guys. You have to you have to stop people on defense, you have to be able to play great man coverage, you've got to block folks. The quarterback is alive certainly and so we've got to do a great job of, of running the football effectively to put us in second and manageable. Uh, Taylor's gotta manage the football game and, and protect the football. And then on the the flip side, you know, over on the defensive side we've gotta play great in the other two phases and We've got to tackle them. And those got to be the things that we've got to do.
2: Uh, you mentioned Taylor. Tell me about his camp. How did uh, Cornelius look to you through camp and the, and the game he played in? Yeah, the
1: game. He, uh, you know, he played uh, very sparingly, but he, he played, you know, what I felt like pretty good. Uh, he wasn't perfect, certainly. He missed a couple throws, but he uh, he started out the the first week. He was absolutely on fire. He didn't throw a pick, I don't think, until day uh, seven, I think it was. And so uh, he did a real nice job of knowing where to go with the football and getting the ball out of his hands. Uh, his snap to throw times this year are much faster than what they were a year ago, and uh, I think that's going to be critical. And, and trying to protect him, you know. And so his uh, his knowledge of the game has certainly increased. Uh, again, we're looking for that third-year jump that most quarterbacks see. It's a big year for him, isn't it? Big year, big year. I mean, he's a – what a great guy. I mean, in fact, our quarterback room, I mean, we got four really good characters in there, and and all three bring, you know, different elements to the game, and all of them are intelligent. They were all in here working uh, on all their days. We had a couple of days where we gave them off so that they could go find housing and that type thing, and, and all of them were in here studying. Where's
2: Kai Loxley at in that room? He's a guy who obviously was a receiver last year and was your, was your short yardage guy. This year, because of your deep, deep receiving core, he's quarterback only. Uh, he, he seems to be more confident in that position just watching him in practice and in the games right now. Talk to me a bit about uh, Kai Loxley.
1: Yeah, Kyle had a very good camp, and when he sets his feet to throw the football and uses proper mechanics, I mean, he can make every throw that anybody can make. I mean, he's a big guy. He's a tremendous athlete. Uh, certainly, he's one of the top guys in the league at, at doing the, you know, gaining the new possessions in the quarterback sneak situation. He's, uh, he's a guy that we can put in multiple places, but certainly as quarterback, he had a very solid camp.
2: Uh, he can can run the ball Trey Ford can run the ball and uh, Taylor Cornelius can run the ball how much did Taylor's season change last year when he started to run the ball in the last uh,
1: third of the season or so yeah i mean he's got to be able to move around. i mean nobody's offensive line's going to be perfect in this league, and so you got to have quarterbacks that have the ability to to maneuver around the pocket i mean for the most part, with the exceptions of the the you know the the very few that that are pocket passers the c f l's always been known to have quarterbacks that move around and throw the football so it's uh it's something that's a necessity in today's game.
2: How did that start last year? Did the light switch just go on for him, or did you have a talk with him about maybe using his feet more?
1: Well, I mean, he's you know he's a, a winner. I mean, he played high school basketball, tremendous athlete, and he's always been a guy that can maneuver around the pocket. And we know he's got a strong arm. But uh, you know, when you're when they take away your initial look. And, and with all the receiver injuries that we had, they could take away a certain guy or two, and then it would make you have to go to your third or fourth option. And so you're going to have to move around to find those guys. And so, regardless of whether it's the front, you know, winning their one-on-one battles uh, on the defensive side, or whether they take away our first look, we've got to be able to move maneuver around the pocket and get the get the ball out.
2: The Canadian Football League released some stats today about players who are currently on CFL rosters heading into week one. Uh, The Edmonton Elks have the most first-year players, and they have the youngest roster. Uh, Inexperience, obviously, there. Does, Does that concern you much as you go into week one?
1: Well, I mean, again, you, you, we've got to put our best players out there. We feel strongly that the kids that we brought in in our last two drafts are uh, are adequate athletes or adequate players, and we look forward to watching them compete. Uh, if if our preseason is any indication, we we took some strides. I mean, we again, we didn't win either game in the preseason, but we didn't play a whole lot of starters either. And so what it allowed us to do is to gain those eight quarters, you know, to be able to evaluate our young kids.
2: And everybody's
1: got to be a rookie for once, right? That's right. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's it's a good thing, and it's a it's a thing where you know it's not going to be perfect. So they've got to be able to be resilient and bounce back when they do make a mistake
2: want to talk about two positions where you have uh, a lot of rookies. First off, uh, your kicking game. Uh, you made a move with Sergio Castillo for whatever reason to move away from him. And you've got two young guys, well, two rookies, uh, Dean Faithful, who's, who's a little bit older at 36 with, as your kicker. And uh, you've just brought in Jake Julian as the, as the punter. Uh, talk about the move you made at, in your kicking game and, and why you made it and what your expectations are of these two guys.
1: Well, I mean Sergio certainly is a very good kicker and, and very well liked and respected in our locker room I mean uh, he and I are, are still very close friends and 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 he and Michael Daniels and you know they're very close they talk on the phone they're, they're good guys you know and so um, it was tough move to make but again we brought in a lot of a lot of money was spent in our uh, receiving core and so sometimes you have to make very tough choices and um, you know it's it's good that he landed where he landed and he can go over there and he's been there before has some people that he knows and we feel strongly that uh, that the young man that we got uh, faithful did a, a real nice job at the LA workout I mean he kicked 10 straight 50 yarders and then I put the ball at midfield at the 55 and he kicked three of them about mid, midway up the upright so he certainly has the leg and uh, what we're going to do is the same thing we did with Lother and same thing we did with Sean Wyatt we're going to keep the ball up there close let him gain his confidence and then uh, and then back him up when he's when he's ready. Uh, he seems
2: to have a great attitude about it. Uh, he's, a, it's a, he's a different guy because he's older uh, global player obviously coming from England, but he's older but he's a rookie and he really from the conversations I've had with him, he really wants to soak everything up.
1: Oh yeah, I mean he looks 25. I mean you would never know that he's as, you know he's an older guy. But he he's a professional soccer player, and uh, you know he came from England, so certainly a really good athlete. He's able to move around. He's uh, like I say, he's a good athlete. So we look forward to seeing exactly what he brings.
2: Your uh, defensive backfield looks like it'll have three rookies in it as well. Uh, that's obviously a position when when I think when OCs and quarterbacks see rookies back there, they're going to pick on him a bit.
1: Well, I mean, you know, you can go at them. Uh, we, we had a really good preseason uh, in man coverage and, and three very good athletes. Uh, uh, you know, Grimesy, we were hoping that he'd be a little farther along than what, uh, that, what he ended up being. You know, we do have Ed Ganey over into the boundary, and then we did bring in Luchez Purifoy. So we have the ability to move some guys around if we need to, if somebody's struggling. But we feel very confident that, uh, that the kids that we, that we brought in can, can do the job.
2: That's probably one of the hardest things about uh, building a football team, is it not? in the CFL is is bringing in the young guys and keeping uh, enough experience around and then just making that gentle change as time moves along for everybody.
1: Yeah, I remember when we went to to Calgary. And, I mean, we took over Calgary. Huff did a great job of pulling in some players, he and Jim Barker, and we had to make a lot of – you know, we had Brandon Smith and Keon Raymond, and uh, and then we brought in D.A., and, and they already had B.B. So we had uh, – and then we had Brandon Isaac came in. He was one of our Sams. So, I mean, we had some very young players over there too, and we played a ton of man coverage, and that's what we intend to do.
2: Uh, One more question on a player for you. Uh, Was uh, Shannon Brooks a big surprise to you? I mean, he put up just fantastic numbers in the two games he played. I think it was 144 yards uh, total in the two games. Uh, Is he performing as you expected? And tell me a little bit
1: about him. Well, I mean, we we feel strongly about KB. We know that KB is going to be one of the top, you know, top two or three backs in the league. He can, he can break every play. But you know, when you've got a main back, you've always got to have a good solid backup. And so, if we're going to be a team that's going to be dynamic in the run game and take some pressure off of our our quarterback, uh, you got to have that backup guy that's a that's a solid DI. So certainly the thing is, is he he can be on kickoff. He can be on kickoff return. He can be on punt. He can be on on putt return which he's going to be on all four but he's a violent runner he's a he's good in protection he catches the ball out of the backfield so he's certainly a guy that uh that gets downhill and can get the extra yards in the fourth quarter yeah he's
2: been uh, certainly one of the pleasant uh, pleasant surprises i guess one of the th- good things to watch in training camp and through the games uh, are you back in commonwealth stadium tomorrow do you know
1: uh yes we are back in commonwealth i saw grass out there or turf out there today instead of the uh, concerts done.
2: Yeah, nice to get that concert out of there. Although uh, the stadium looked great. uh, Are you you a country fan? Did
1: you go see it? I know some of your staff. Uh, I did. I did did? go. I know Stephen Sorel's. You know, he's our offensive line guy. He knows uh, Riley Green. They they met it down in Alabama. Riley's from Alabama, so we got a chance to meet him and his uh, his manager. So I decided he's a big football fan, in fact. And so we ended up uh, going. I hadn't hadn't planned on going. I'm not a big huge uh, country music fan, but he ended up going. Had a good time.
2: I thought everybody from the South like country music and football. Isn't
1: that how it works? <laughs> well, we like football, but not all of us like country.
2: <laughs> all right. Chris, I, I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks very much. We'll, uh, we'll see you at the practice tomorrow.
1: Absolutely. See you guys. Thank you. Uh, all right. That is uh, Elks
2: uh, general manager and head coach, Chris Jones, I, I think he's, I think he likes the, the, the hip-hop a little bit more. I, 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 I was uh, kind of wondering if he liked country music or not. I don't think he's a big country music fan. Some of the music I've heard him playing is definitely not country music, but uh, maybe that's a topic for another day with uh, head coach Chris Jones. By the way, if you haven't seen it yet, maybe we'll play a little bit of it uh, coming back from the commercial. Uh, the Elks put out on their social media channels today, Chris Jones reading mean tweets. It's pretty cool. Uh, we'll maybe hear some of that when we come back. We'll also talk to Dave Campbell Uh, when we return uh, my name is Morley Scott you're listening to the Elks this week on 630 Chad
1: now more football talk on the Elks this week here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks 630 Chad I'm Chris Jones and today I'm reading mean tweets 89 Cowboy said, going to win one in front of the home crowd this decade. 89 Cowboy, I'm going to leave it right there. Gary15671 said, one loss down 17 more to go. It's a tremendous positive that you have learned to count. Kester David said, can they fire Jones already? I'm not the person to ask. <laughs> that is Chris Jones.
2: Uh, you can uh, hear all of that on the Elks' uh, social media channels as uh, he read some mean tweets, uh, and uh, there's been a few. He was a good sport, had some good replies to them, so uh, good for him for uh, uh, taking one with uh, with uh, a little bit of laughter. Chris Jones reading mean tweets. It's something to see, and I'm sure you'll see it over the next couple of days on the Elks' social media channels. Uh, let's uh, bring in Dave Campbell now, who uh, joins me on the Elks this week. Hey, Dave, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you? i'm good thank you uh elks and saskatchewan rough riders uh, sunday five o'clock is the kickoff uh, 3 30 uh for the uh, countdown to kickoff here on six thirty. 30 uh, dave and i with the call and uh brendan escott will be there david Bowles will be there blake Dermott will be there we'll uh, have the gang all together uh for the first regular season game of the year does the streak end dave let's get right to it
0: <laughs> oh, <gee. laughs> let's just ask the high hard one the first, with the first question yes <laughs> Yes, the streak ends on Sunday. It's over, it's done with. We're going to we're going to just wash our hands of it. It's over on Sunday. It's it's an important
2: game, I mean, for this franchise both on and off the field. It's it's a very important football game, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. It's just, you know, I just to turn the page from, you know, what has happened the last Honestly, two and a half seasons because, you know, I mean, Reed has talked about it many times on Inside Sports. Uh, this franchise is in their worst stretch since the 60s. They've only won nine games since the middle of the 2019 season. And yes, we know 2020 wasn't played, but uh, they're in a horrible stretch. And I really do believe that this is a sort of a different breath of uh, fresh air here with this football team where you have some continuity with the coaching staff, continuity with the roster. You got in some new blood, but the attitude and the character of this team is much different and it's important to turn the page
2: what are you looking most forward to seeing on sunday from this football team
0: yeah that 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 has many layers but i'll try and i'll, I'll condense it down um I want to see how the defensive backfield is going to look. Um, I want to see if the three rookies can handle what's going to be thrown at them. I mean, Trevor Harris is uh, one of the best uh, tactical quarterbacks in the in the history of the game. And uh, he will, like you said to Chris Jones, he's there, He's going to pick on them. He's definitely going to pick on those three and Darius Bratton, uh, Kai Gray, and uh, and Dwayne Thompson. The front four is going to be interesting to me. You know, moving Jake Serezna from the inside to the edge is going to be something I'm going to watch. Now, he got a few sacks last year off the edge, but you, you look at their group, and they, they are very, very beefy on the inside. On the outside, with the edge rushers, I'm not really sure where the pressure is going to come outside of A.C. Leonard and Jake Serezna. So that's interesting to me. And then on offense, I just want to see how quickly this group can gel, this talented receiving core. This is the most talent I think we've seen in the receiving core since probably 2015 when they had Adarius Bowman, Darrell Walker, Kenny Stafford. And, uh, you know, with Eugene Lewis, Stephen Dunbar, Kyron Moore, bringing back Dylan Mitchell, um, I just want to see how Taylor Cornelius can, can, you know, if they gel and mesh with this group. And Kevin Brown, I think, is going to be a a real factor. So, and then up front, you know, how much pressure will the offensive line take off Taylor Cornelius? But I think Chris Jones gave a a little bit of an insight that Taylor Cornelius will help the offensive line by getting the ball out fast
2: indeed um i'm looking forward to seeing uh, uh, to me kevin brown and dylan mitchell for a full season man they they both set the bar so high in the last half of last year almost going to be difficult for them to live up to it especially mitchell because he's got so many great receivers around him but those two those two lit it on fire at the end of last year and i, I want to see how they are now with uh, with an off season of preparation coming in knowing they've got a job and see how they approach things this year they're going to be fun to watch i think
0: yeah i agree and you know how dylan mitchell integrates with a veteran group unlike last year when it it really wasn't a veteran group he just stood out uh, uh, above everyone and i still think he has a chance to do that he could be the best receiver on the team uh outside of uh, gina lewis and kevin brown you know (laughs) i expect good things from him of course but morley knocking on the door of shannon brooks and we know Mm -hmm. how this league works if you're on par with the starter and I'm not saying he's on par, but I'm saying he's he's someone to watch. If if they're even at some point during the season, what does Chris Jones do? He's on the roster. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see. And that's dependent, obviously, on the offensive line up front, too. But uh, the fact that Shannon Brooks had a great preseason and is on the roster, I think that you know Kevin Brown is going to be very important for him to produce
2: so much to write yet in this season chapter 1's coming up sunday at commonwealth stadium when the oaks take on the saskatchewan rough riders thanks dave see you tomorrow Thanks, Morley. Look forward to it. Dave Campbell, color analyst on Elks Broadcast. My name's Morley Scott. I'll be back in tomorrow morning, 5.30 a.m. on This Morning with Jalen and Daryl. Don't forget the Elks game on Sunday, 5 o'clock kickoff, uh, 3.30 for the Countdown to Kickoff show here on 6.30 Chet. Enjoy the rest of your evening, everybody. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy as well, working things for us back at the station.